This is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Matter. Hey, everyone. This is Larry Port, CEO of Rocket Matter, uh, and this is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast. I have with me Jeff White, who is the Chief Revenue Officer of Rocket Matter. Hey, Jeff. Hey, everybody. How you doing? So, uh, Jeff. Who the hell booked you, by the way? Because you work here. I mean, come on. We're supposed to be dealing with extra people. <laughs> Actually, no. This is an important conversation because we are very proud to be announcing our uh, new ebook, which is called How Managing Partners Get Bad Advice When Buying Legal Technology. And uh, this came, we, we addressed this a little bit in a previous podcast when we talked about, um, you know, lawyers feeling pressured to buy all in one legal software. So just, Jeff, take us back a little bit and like, you know, what, what's the whole idea there? Yeah, so one of the things that we saw as a common trend specifically in talking to firms exploring new practice management was that they wanted an all-in-one solution, right? So they wanted a front-end practice management system that had a full back-end accounting. And really the summary was that we, we kind of divulged that there was really no platform that did both things perfectly, right? So uh, it was better to go with best-of-breed solutions uh, for for very specific reasons, right? I mean, like you have a tendency to do practice management either well or accounting well, but not both really, really well. Yeah, and and I think um, just to underscore this, it's like the whole idea is that look, just because a law firm came is coming off of a system that did things a certain way and has been doing it for fifteen years, um, well, let, let's ask you a question. Uh, what did your cell phone look like 15 years ago? And is it the same cell phone you want to use today? Exactly. And I, I think also, I think there's kind of just a misunderstanding of operational accounting versus actually just what regular core accounting looks like and, and really explaining that to firms that are out there too, right? So operational accounting being that you're doing invoices and time and billing capture. You're also doing payment receipts, the things that are really operationally functional for the business, right? Amortization schedules, payroll, and general ledger reconciliation can be done back in the core accounting system as something as simplistic as QuickBooks if you want it to be, and it works really, really well that way. Yes, and, and so well, taking a step backwards though, there's uh, what also we noticed is that, you know, this is a difficult process to adopt new legal software and getting it properly introduced into a law firm. So when we, we came across some studies when we've been researching it, like 88% of all software implementation projects either fail outright uh, are overdue or they're way over budget. Right? That's right. Well, and I think that there's a, such a, a need by salespeople to try to simplify the process when, you know, if as sales, and I mean, obviously I run sales teams, one of the things that we really encourage our team to do is to be transparent. This is like changing the oil in a running car. You're using a, you know, a system today or you're looking at implementing a new platform, but you have existing processes in place. You're gonna have to rethink those processes by bringing them into a new system. That's a very scary prospect. It could be things from data migration. It could also be existing hardware and infrastructure, but there's gonna be a new thought process that's gonna be coming in, right? So for somebody to sit there and just diminish that and say, it's gonna be a really easy switch, is just not being honest and transparent with you as, as an attorney. Right, so you can, get, you can get bad advice from vendors. You right. can get bad advice from internal people who think that you need to have like, uh, you know, one type of system uh, for both uh, front and back office. You can get bad advice from IT consultants as well. And, and the danger for managing partners is, is that these are all very influential people in the decision. So, you know, uh, one thing that we see with uh, IT partners is that they, they can be a little confusing about what data to bring over 
is one thing that we see them. Very um, true. You know, it, that, that's one area where it can be very confusing and, and the data transfer process can be uh, pretty tricky. Um, is there anything else like in working with IT consultants? Because their incentives are hourly, right? right. They're not necessarily completely aligned with the managing partners of a law firms, right? Well, you're seeing a transition as well, I think, with inside the IT realm. I mean, I used to be a CTO in my prior life, and in doing so, one of the things that I saw was, you know, from a job security perspective, but even from an outside IT perspective, people are really incentivized to sell hardware and the services around that and manage services contracts that create a reliance on them, right? Um, and what we're seeing now is this transition to the cloud where it mitigates some of those needs, right? So that, that might be a scary proposition directly for the IT resource itself. So there, there might be selfish motivation, not to imply that there is in every single case, but there might be selfish motivation for somebody to say, hey, listen, let's keep you on premise and keep you in a server infrastructure because they're the ones managing that infrastructure and that's revenue for them, right? Yes. And so for us, you know, our, we're the counter of that. Our focus is to remove those IT burdens off of you I mean, transparently, any platform that's SaaS, that's their value add. It's trying to make it so that you don't you can work on your practice versus having to manage internal infrastructure or hire somebody to do that for you. Yeah, and then there's another wrinkle to this whole thing, which is that some products are so difficult to configure um, and they don't work exactly right out of the box. And it's not necessarily that they're bad products, it's just that it takes a while to configure them. Um, Case in point, with us, Salesforce, you spend a lot of time configuring Salesforce, but it's kind of the same thing with some legal software products. Some of them, if you can't use them right out of the box, I think one of the things to watch out for is if you know, you're working with an IT consultant and they're advocating a particular software as a service product, even if it's not on-premise, but it just is gonna take hours and hours and hours to configure that thing and get it up to speed. So remember, incentives really drive behavior. And so when you're thinking about um, legal software options, you know, if somebody's gonna say, okay, here's your software, but it's gonna be, it's gonna take this, like this amount of effort to configure it for you, push back and ask, are there other options that are more easily configurable right out of the box? Right, I mean, you wanna look at the, I mean, it's, it's such a cliche, but I mean, Pareto's theorem is really where it's at. 80-20 is what you want. You wanna have the system that has 80% of the system out of the box, 20% requires configuration and setup. The other thing that you really wanna focus is on also your onboarding experience. You need to find out, regardless if it's through an outside IT partner or if it's gonna be with a software vendor themselves, what does the implementation look like? And I think this really hits on a key, a really key concern, right? Most organizations, because of the high failure ratio, it's due to the fact that they don't have the support nor the internal staff to stand a system like up like this. It takes a lot of conversations and in addition to that, a lot of thought process. So you wanna make sure that you're being partnered with an organization, either the software company itself or an IT consultant if you're using one, that really understands your implementation needs, but it has a very structured 90 day to the first 12 month onboarding program. That's gonna be critical for you. Right, and, and this, the other thing, and this is a really interesting thing because we published this ebook, which is um, how managing partners can get bad advice when, it's really a mouthful, how managing partners can get bad advice when purchasing legal software. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it doesn't ex exactly roll off the tongue like the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> but um, the same week that we published this thing, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal that was talking about how to uh, deal with employees who don't want to adopt software or have trouble adopting software. And it goes into their psychology a lot. And, and case in point, 
the 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 art the business that they profiled was a law firm. It was, yeah, which is, I mean, like, I mean, it fell right in perfect timing with what we're trying to publicize as well and really advocate through this article and, and through this ebook. I mean, you know, what we're trying to, you know, show, especially in law firms, what you see is, you know, there's the ways of old provides comfort. So, you know, you can look at a personality profile, pretty much everybody that's going to be a part of the organization. And, and everybody has different personas, but your years, you're going to find somebody inside that company that could be the saboteur, right? They're, they can be the one that's gonna really be so resistant to change that they're gonna kill any opportunity to go ahead and adapt new, new technology, right? And we see that here, case in point, um, and we address that in the ebook, and I think it's really important. Yeah, it, this can go deep. This can go into people feeling threatened about their job, being uh, feeling inadequate, and, they, and, and, and it can create major roadblocks and obstacles for people, so there's ways around it. In any case, that's kind of a little preview of what we are talking about in our How to Avoid Bad Advice kind of ebook. Any other closing tidbits or thoughts uh, for managing partners as they wade into the situation so they can maximize their chance of success? Yeah, I, I think from us, I mean, from a rocket matter perspective, we're here to go ahead and be an advocate for your organization. You know, one of the things that we really try to do is disqualify ourselves when it's appropriate, right? And you should have that with any vendor that you select outside of us, right? Um, if you're, if the vendor that you're looking at or the vendors that you're exploring, they should have your interest in line because it's going to be from, especially symbiotic with that decision because you'll be a long-term customer. Um, at least I think this ebook will provide a footprint for exploratory questions that you should think of, especially in the initial discovery of any of those platforms. Yeah. And my, my whole thing is I think if you're, if you're really considering this and you want to have a lot of success, it's like you know, really try and follow the incentives, like see where each party is coming from. I mean, you need, look, you have your influencers, you have your IT consultants that you trust, you have the vendors that, you know, know as much about their product as anybody, and you have your internal staff and their concerns need to be addressed. But, you know, when you're hearing their concerns, you really got to think, okay, what is your motivation? Where, where are you trying to go with this? And ideally you're trying to, you know, save time, save expenses, uh, become more efficient and generate more profitability and contrast that to the positions that other people are taking and really try and follow those incentives. Yeah. And I think if you look at the core incentive across the board, it comes down to one thing and it's economics, right? It's either the IT person is looking at it from an economic side. You're looking at this from an economic side because you are trying to either save money or increase profitability, right? The person who's resistance to change, they see it as a threat to their position that's tied to economics as well. So that's, I think, one of the foundation pieces that you have to look at is what is the economic relationship of this person and what are they incentivized by? Gotcha. All right. So, Jeff, if people have any questions for you, how do they reach you? Uh, Jeff at rocketmatter.com. And you, if, if you need anything from me or my team, you're also more than welcome to call me at 704-796-0283. Right. And I'm Larry at rocketmatter.com. If you have any questions for me, uh, go to our home page at rocketmatter.com and click on resources and you will find not just this new ebook about uh, bad advice for managing partners. Well, we're not advocating bad advice for managing partners, but you'll <laughs> see all of our white books and, and beautiful infographics and ebooks. Thanks very much. Thanks everybody. This is the 10 minute law firm podcast. Be sure to subscribe and don't forget to rate and review so we can keep bringing you awesome content.